Let's be real. Showing the youth how to love God with testimonies and the word of God every Tuesday at 7:30 and hold this in Radio Renovación, tu radio, tu bendición. Radio Renovación, pensando en ti, en llevarte la bendición a todo lugar del mundo, a través de la palabra de Dios y la música que trae un mensaje de salvación. Radio Renovación, tu radio, tu bendición. Hello everyone, happy Tuesday and welcome back to Let's Be Real here in radionovacion.com, your radio, your blessing. We are so happy to be here another Tuesday at 7.30 where we get to share, we get to talk, we get to encourage one another, and more importantly, uh, speak the truth, speak the word of God, and just be able to be here as a community, as a family, um, and to even just tell jokes and have a good time. That's what Let's Be Real is all about, you know, to talk about the word of God, but also have fun and get to know each other. So. How, why don't we start it off today with how are you guys doing? How has your guys' day been? Before we get into all like the serious conversation today, right. you know, first of all, like how are you guys on this fine Tuesday evening? Me? You want me to start? Go well, it. I was just recently telling Gabby that I actually started uh, this new job this week. Um, That's what's up. I'm doing what's traffic up? control. It was through a buddy as well. Like I, uh, he just put it. He posted it. He was like, anybody looking for a job? And I was just at home. I was like, bro, I really don't do much at home. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get out the house. I was like, sure, why not, you know? Um, and it's not much. It's just like, you know, uh, you just guide basically the traffic from this building. We're at Kaiser at the moment. We're just telling them for like, for if they want their vaccines getting taken, like park on this side. And if they're not, then just go to general parking. We're basically there the whole day. I mean, it's cool. It's easy, but it's tiring since you're standing the whole day like oh, my yeah. knees start giving up I'm like bro i need a chair or something just <laughs> relax for a bit you know but i mean it's cool something easy for now but hopefully once i graduate i'll start looking for the real job that's but, uh, that's yeah that's how my day's been for sure that's good that's exciting congratulations on your new job thank you thank uh you. you know god always opens opportunities and i know that maybe this is a new experience but yeah. once you graduate god will provide and you know Thanks, he man. will open doors but yeah, um you know i didn't do much today i don't work on tuesday so i mean it's pretty boring my day i usually do laundry but i didn't today <laughs> um i went to like a store and then i came back home and that's it i studied for tonight so that's exciting right yeah. um had to prepare but uh besides that i didn't do much so my day was just pretty chill if anything which i feel like is a normal day for a lot of people to be honest you know doing chores and stuff around the house and yeah. eating <laughs> and then just i mean coming to the radio tonight so what about you caesar how's your um, day been so we so i mean i was working too. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. Can, should I share my story? Yet? What happened with Sears? Go for or it. Or my old job. I can't. I don't know if I could. Oh yeah, go for it. So okay. So basically, what happened was that you know I was you know Caesar just chilling, working, and then my manager calls me over. He's like, hey, uh, what do you call it? I just got from a corporate, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to start cutting hours. So everybody who works full time has to work thirty hours, and anybody who works part time has to work zero hours. And I was oh, like. Damn. So I'm fired, like, with the biggest smile on my face. Like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't mad, right? Because, yeah. like, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, happy. I wasn't mad. Like, it was a very neutral, like, feeling. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was just, like, all right. Like, it was, like, not, like, kind of, like, I didn't really care. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, like, thank, thank the Lord that my, my dad has, uh, has, has, like, a lot of, like, work right now. And so, yeah. I mean, that's why, like, I wasn't really tripping because I knew, like, you know, I could you go with had a job. Yeah. I already had a job, like, uh, even if that didn't work out. And I had already applied for a different job. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so basically, like, I literally worked what, last week, only worked one day. And then, well, the next day, um, I was like, all right, well, for sure, then I think I'm going to head out. And then <laughs> he was like, all right, for sure. And then I put in my two weeks, and now I'm working with my dad. But uh, I've been working with him for, like, the past two weeks. And, uh, We've been remodeling this house, yeah. and it's a three-story house. Yeah. So it's the, there's the garage. It's a, it's a condo. Yeah. So it's the garage, mm -hmm. the living room, and then on top of that is the two, uh, two like uh, bedrooms. Bedroom. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we've been putting like floor down, mm -hmm. and like floor is not light. Yeah. <laughs> like especially when you gotta take it from the garage all the way up to the to the bedrooms. 
it was tough. Um, I mean, we did that last week, and then but today, mm-hmm. we uh we were we're basically just doing touch ups and stuff, like putting putting the baseboard back and stuff like that. And yeah. you're on your knees all day, and my knees uh, hurt. That's <laughs> Dang, my a lot of working. Back, yeah. But hey, work is a blessing, you know, <laughs> especially through this pandemic that mm-hmm. a lot of people lost their jobs. So it's always, I think, a good reminder of God's faithfulness that we are able to work and we're able to, even though we get tired, whether it be from standing or being on our knees or whatever, yeah. um, God is still faithful with our job. So, you know, that's exciting. I'm happy that you guys are working. I work on like weekends and stuff, so I haven't started my work week, but once I do, I know that I also get tired yeah. and <laughs> it's hard, but you know, you get encouraged and stuff. So why don't we talk about some news? I know that besides like the stimulus check i don't think there was a whole lot of news besides shootings here also in Enyaq. i don't know if you guys have seen that like i know we mentioned it last week but there was another one today oh i didn't hear about that there was another shooting today and it's um you were seeing the crime increase particularly like here in Enyaq in the bay area so it's just something to be cautious about and to like i think keep updated and praying for your communities you know maybe you're not even here from the bay area maybe you're from like brazil or something right but pray for your community pray for the people around you pray for like you know the people that are protecting you your police officers and all of that i know that there's a lot of like um different discussions and like the opinions on police officers and stuff but regardless like they're there protecting you pray for them pray for Mm -hmm. everyone because that's who god put god put in place to take care of us so you know Mm -hmm. be nice to them pray for them uh you want to well, share yeah, something uh, so i i was i think it was last week where we shared about the um the coliseum the oakland coliseum um the vaccine the vaccine uh-huh. yeah so my i don't goodness. know if you posted I don't, yeah, I, did. yeah you posted on facebook <laughs> that they were they were it was a wrong vaccine oh yeah i yeah, shared that yeah, on yeah. facebook i was like what the that's uh, crazy so it was good a large group <laughs> of people and they didn't um the good thing is that they got less of the dose than was required so they didn't get like a large amount of the dose like an mm-hmm. extra amount of the dose no they got a very small amount that it wouldn't count as even like one dose mm-hmm so basically, all those people uh, went to the Oakland Coliseum and whoever was, you know, administering these vaccines, I guess, didn't check or didn't think to see what was the amount of vaccine like being administered to each patient. Yeah. Um, and then after they saw and they were wondering, like, why do we have this left over and stuff like that? Uh, and they looked into the records and they saw, like, how much of the people actually got the vaccine and how much was Uh, given to them like the dosage and stuff so all those people it's like they didn't get the shot so they have to get both doses because i don't know if you guys know this but it's two doses that you're getting right now so uh, you have to get your first dose and you have to get your second dose at least like 26 or 29 days um after you get your first dose or else it's like it doesn't count so and we're being very limited on doses right now i know that they're doing their best to supply like all the hospitals and all of our workers like everyone on the front lines you know first and after that our elders and anyone else eligible like i looked online for a waiting list and stuff but it's a really really long wait to get your vaccine so honestly right now like we don't even know when we're gonna get it but that that was another news right that was here in the bay area that i did see like supposedly has to do with covid right that the cdc and like uh oh put my out the god thing on how to prepare for zombies <laughs> yeah zombie well i saw that i saw well i, don't, I could be wrong yeah. you know i saw this on tiktok okay yeah. um but so i guess russia found uh this like some sort of like zombie type flu yeah in like one person mm-hmm. so i don't know like I didn't see that, but I did see what Luis was talking about. And mm-hmm. it was so funny to me, but, like, also scary because I was like, um, That's the, C- the CDC, <laughs> yeah. like, that, that is up there. That is official, okay? Yeah, yeah. And they're over here saying, just in case, just in case, like, you know, you yeah. should be cautious. These are the precautions you should take. Like, get your family, get food, make sure, like, you have a secure shelter. I was reading it. I was reading the list and I was like, um, okay. Do you guys know that the military actually has, like, a protocol for oh, uh, for zombies 100 percent, yeah looking at the video games as well like oh, the yeah, video they, right now they, warzone they kind of announced you know russia that was gonna do a nuke because the zombies yeah. broke out and i was like yeah, that, like, that's crazy uh, i've uh i don't know well 
now that we're talking about zombies, right? Um, <laughs> do you think you will survive a zombie apocalypse? I think God's going to take us by that time. I know. You know I was also thinking, like, if God comes for his church, right, according to the Bible, like, there's going to be those seven years where there is no death. Yeah. So I thought those were the zombies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because they're going to get injured. They're going to feel pain and everything. But I mean, biblically be no speaking, death. that does make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you study your Bible and stuff like that, it speaks of many things that people are like, oh, yeah, but I heard this, like, someone talking about it like secularly but when you read your bible like it's pretty cool because you see it and i feel like sometimes we think that the bible is like only god and only god and only god but the bible talks about a lot of things that are gonna happen and that obviously it has to do with god but it's like other things you know so it's cool to read about it and to learn about it um I encourage you to read your Bible. Uh, mm-hmm. The book of Revelation is very, very interesting. And it's not there's, scary. Not there, scary. No, there's so much to discern, so much to learn from, um, so much like to understand and comprehend, even from one verse. You know, I've read it so many times because I, I love to think like it's something that's going to happen. So I need to read it for me to be able to be prepared, you know. Um, but I think it's a book that a lot of people, like Caesar mentioned, are very scared to read or they refrain from doing it because they're like, oh, you know, I don't want to think about that. But we should. We should be prepared and just know what God expects of us as his children. And mm-hmm. um, it's beautiful to see not only um, the things that are going to happen to the people that I think, like, finish the race, right? Because that's what we hope for. We hope for, and not only is there promises in the whole Bible, but there's also consequences. And that's why we shouldn't only take the good, but we should learn, you know, what the consequences are. And that should encourage us to do good, to seek God, especially in these times of uncertainty, especially in these times uh, that we don't know what's happening and that, you know, we realize that life is not promised. I mean, like I was sharing earlier about the um, shootings that have been happening here in Antioch and in the Bay Area. It's something that I know there's shootings and stuff like that, but I hadn't seen it happened so frequently you know in a while so to see that it was uh saddening to see because a lot of these are young people a lot of these are just people that are like lost and have no hope but that's why god put us here to bring hope into this world and to be able to share the gospel with people uh and we should do that you know so i don't know if you guys have any more news for tonight anything interesting well i mean something i was watching last night it's kind of weird right but like now they're talking about like crime and stuff. I was watching like, um, like you know how like police have like cam like cameras on them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, camcorders. But I was like, it's like it's it's crazy how like how I never really like imagined how dangerous their li- the life of a police is. Yeah. Like I was just like I always like thought like oh, they're just they're just there like just so you can have bad time. But no, like they actually like you know what they're they exposed carry to. they like they're they're exposed to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Constantly. And, like, yeah. Like, imagine, like, I mean, I don't want to get all sad, right? But, like, you know, imagine being married to a cop. Like, if you, like, you know, if you lost someone that's in the force, um, you know, we, we like, our condolences, you know. Um, may, may God bless you. But, uh, like, we really, like, if anybody's hearing out hearing us tonight, you know, we really thank you for putting your life in danger. In danger for, uh, for keep, to keep us safe. Yeah, yeah. for real. You know, like, safe. it's it's something that I... Like, I mean, I wanted to do it for a while, but, you know, it just got put me in a different direction. And, like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm thankful, but I'm thankful for, like, that God put, like, didn't put me in, in that position. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I like that you bring that up, just, like, thanking everyone. Because sometimes we're so easy to, like, not thank someone, and whether it be our police officers, and especially now to everyone in the front lines, everyone you know, giving a little bit extra of their time. I don't know if you guys know this, but a lot of doctors and physicians and, you know, just people that were in the medical field that had already retired, now that uh, COVID came along, they sacrificed themselves to be and to be of help in the, um, in these hospitals, mm-hmm. some of them not getting paid. So it's crazy because they're risking themselves to keep us safe. But, you know, thank you so much to God and to those people willing to take the sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, to keep us safe, like you said. Uh, but if there's no other news, then we can move on to tonight. Yeah. Um, for those of you that tuned in last week, you guys know that we were talking about sin. Yeah. 
And we told you guys that we were going to do, like, a series on sin and stuff because there's so much to talk about sin, okay? Like, we all struggle with it, and we've all, I think, experienced sin in our life. So it's something that we're going to talk today on how to overcome sin um, or what has helped us particularly, you know, share our experiences with sin and what has helped us overcome sin because it's not something that we can do on our own strength it's not something that you know we can just figure out as humans but it's something that we truly need god for and we need his strength because in our human flesh we're gonna struggle and we're gonna fail uh so i don't know if you guys want to start it off um on like what you brought on overcoming sin overcoming temptation you know what has helped you guys maybe an experience that you guys have gone through that has taught you you know, strategies to overcome that sin, to overcome that temptation. And especially, I think, being a young person now, Mm -hmm. because we're exposed to so much from a young age, you know? I know being in school and stuff, I was probably in middle school, and this is just like a quick little story before we dive into sin and stuff, but I remember seeing these, like, kids be smoking and drinking or, like, bring little bottles of alcohol to school and not get caught or, like bring alcohol even in water bottles you know and i'd be like how how are you just gonna do that and thank like thank god that i was never interested in being like you know what that looks good or let me try that but i know that there's people that are interested in that there's people that like Mm -hmm. i think as humans we have some sort of curiosity that it's just it's a part of us it's a part of our flesh it's a part of who we are it's a part of like how god created us and that's okay to be curious and to ask questions and to wonder and to want to try but also that allows us to sometimes open the door to the enemy and to sin and to have these temptations and to put ourselves in situations that are not always okay Um, because sometimes the reason we do fall into sin is because we put ourselves in situations to sin. Um, I mean, if you really think about it, your friends have a lot to do with like how exposed you are to sin, if that makes sense. Because if you're hanging out with the wrong crowd, and if you are hanging out with people that constantly drink, that constantly, you know, I don't know, do bad things and like talk back to their parents and stuff, truly one becomes like your friends. So you start becoming who you hang out with. It's funny. I don't know if you guys realize this, but when you start hanging out with someone, you start picking up their habits and you start picking up their like form of speaking and you start picking up their attitude and all of that. You could. Yeah, some sayings that they say. (laughs) And you can you can tell who they've been hanging out with just by how they act, what they say, (laughs) even what they like, because I I don't know if it's happened to you guys, but um, I know for me there'll be times that I won't like something, but then because, like, a certain friend will like it, I'm like, I, I like it, you know? Like, I'm, yeah. but my friend likes it, so yeah. I like it, too. Um, anyways, going back into <laughs> overcoming temptation, though, what do you guys have to say about that? What, do you guys have an experience, or? Uh, well, I feel like. Or, like, what yeah. is something that you have struggled with, and, and that has, helped you overcome mm. that particular thing okay yeah that, that's actually way better okay <laughs> okay so um i don't struggle with it but like i have a very i get like, tentacion, like uh, i get tempted you know tempted. Mm-hmm. um alcohol mm-hmm. it's something that just like it's not like it's it, it, it's a curiosity no? kind of, well kind of, well the thing is that it's it's hereditary her- Hereditary. Yeah, that. Um, cause my my grandma drank. Uh-huh. My my grandpa didn't drink, but I know I'm like uh, before my mom met the Lord, she drank too. Yeah. Um, and my uncles drink, and like most of my most of my family drinks. Yeah. And sometimes like they would make it more interesting when they were start when they would start mixing stuff. Mm-hmm. And when when they started like, oh look, you mix this and this, and you put some of this, th- it tastes hella good. Like yeah. that's when that's when they're like, well, okay, I kind of want to try it. But what's that like? What is that gonna do to me? Yeah. And like uh, the best way that I I was able to like to to overcome it is just like don't put yourself in that position. If yeah. You, like if you know like I like yeah like if, if let's say your cousin's having a party, you know, especially if you're Mexican, you know, there's gonna be alcohol unless it's a Christian party. Yeah. And sometimes you 
so I, I hate to put my uncle on the spot, right? But like, um, for my 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 parents' wedding, it was a Christian wedding, and he still like he snuck in alcohol, alcohol and uh, like my mom, my mom was mad. Like, oh, he could, my mom was pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, like if if the one way to overcome it is don't put yourself in that position. Like back if like if your cousins are having a party and you know there's gonna be alcohol, you know. Go, but don't stay. Yeah. Go, like, I'm not saying, like, yo, oh, I'm here, all right, and peace. No, I'm saying, like, hey, man, like, what's up? Like, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, and then yeah. you, you, you leave, you, can, you know, because the longer you stay there, the, the more the temptation grows and grows and grows, and you, once you know, it's already in your hand. Yeah, and the thing is, okay, and, go for sorry. it. <laughs> and one thing that, like, I know from, and my family is very common, is, come on, do it. It, there's a lot of peer pressure yeah peer pressure yeah. and you know i think I, you know while i was thinking about um overcoming temptation and like overcoming sin and what does that look like what i thought to myself was like what pushes us to eventually sin like what is the cause of that you know what is it i know we mentioned about uh curiosity i think as humans you know we all have curiosities and uh, when exposed to certain things, to certain areas, we're, you know, a little bit tempted to do certain things. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, Lord, what do we gain when we sin? Like, we don't gain anything, right? So we read last week in the Bible where it says the wages of uh, sin, sin is death. So think about it. Like, if we're not getting anything beneficial, anything good from sin, then why do we as humans continue to do it? Like, what is it that pushes us to continue to sin? And I thought to myself, you know, we're not satisfied as humans. Mm -hmm. We're trying to satisfy ourselves in the wrong things. We're trying to find satisfaction in drinking. You know, we're trying to find satisfaction in hanging out with the wrong crowd. We're trying to find satisfaction in saying bad words and listening to, you know, secular music or talking back to our parents, stuff like that. And truly, truly, when we are not satisfied as humans, when God isn't the one satisfying us, we, we try it all. Yeah. We want to try it all. Why? Because we're we're in the search of something that's going to fill that void in our heart. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I remember as a young girl when I was in Sunday school, they used to tell me in your heart, you know, not like physically, but in your heart, spiritually speaking, there's a puzzle piece in your heart. And there's a it's a special like hole, you know, of a puzzle piece that nobody has in this world. There's nothing in this world that can that has that puzzle piece but God. And the moment that you seek God, the moment that you search for God and you pray and you, you know, read your Bible, he, he gives you that puzzle piece and he fills that void in your heart. But you see, sometimes as humans, we try and we look for other like fake puzzle pieces to put it that way. Mm -hmm. So we look for alcohol, we look for drugs, we look for sex, we look for all these things that are unfulfilling and the thing is, sometimes these things fill our heart for a moment. Mm -hmm. They make us happy. And that's the thing a lot of people are like, oh, well, this makes me happy. But does it make you joyful? Because happiness is temporary, but the joy that comes from the Lord is everlasting. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it'll make you, like, feel good in the moment. Maybe, you know, it'll make, like, you'll get high. You'll, you'll have some sort of satisfaction because... The enemy paints sin in a very, like, beautiful way because if it wasn't, if sin wasn't, like, painted in a beautiful way, we wouldn't sin. Yeah. Think about it. Like, he has to make it tempting for us to be able to want to even mm -hmm. do it, right? Yeah. So, that's the thing with sin. Sometimes it seems so satisfying, so pleasing, so just fulfilling, and we do it, but then it just puts us in a deeper hole. Mm -hmm. It puts us farther from God. You know, um, I read a quote one time that said, if you feel like you're distant from God, if you feel like you're far from God, who moved? Think about it. Yeah. Because God is right there with his arms wide open, ready to listen to us, ready to hear us out, ready to help us, you know, overcome temptation, because that is what God is there for. Yeah. You know, if we keep his word in our hearts, just like the Bible speaks us, like, yes, we might have moments where when, when we're tempted, but we're going to know and we're going to say, you know what? 
I can use the word of God to overcome this temptation. Mm -hmm. I know that in the moments where I am weak, he is my strength. Mm -hmm. In the moments that, you know, maybe I feel like I can't overcome this temptation, he is the one that's going to help me overcome this temptation or he is going to give me peace. He's going to give me satisfaction. So my soul will not, and my spirit will not need to find that satisfaction somewhere else, that my spirit will not need to find that or seek it in somebody else because the thing that we do as humans is we try and fill that void even with people we try and fill it with uh, friendships relationships we try to fill it with even a job there's people that like love love working and i'm not saying that work is a bad thing like mm -hmm. no like work is definitely a good thing it allows us to provide for our families and stuff like that but the moment we put something above god and the moment that we put something before even spending time with him before even reading our bible you know we never have to be fancy with god that's what i love about him yeah. um we can come as we are and he will meet us where we are we don't have to you know go somewhere like particularly or like do Top of a mountain like jesus did we yeah have to do that. yeah or we don't have to even just like be have a certain title to come to god no mm -hmm. like we can just come to him and tell him and speak out what we're struggling with because funny enough as humans like i don't know what goes through our mind right um but a lot of the times there's like hidden sins hidden struggles and stuff and we're like oh well nobody can see me nobody like understands right so nobody knows like it's fine like nothing's gonna happen there's gonna be no consequences but the problem is that god does see everything god knows us and he knows what we struggle with but when we don't speak it out we're literally putting ourselves in shackles we're putting ourselves in chains that god has already freed us from mm -hmm. that god you know the reason he died on the, uh, he sent his son to die on the cross was for that for us to no longer live in bondage for us to no longer live in shame to, for us to no longer live in struggles Yes, that doesn't mean, like, we're still going to be tempted in all of this. Like, we're humans, you know, yeah. we're going to struggle. But we're going to be able to overcome. And I know that personally, I've had many moments where I've failed God. I've had many moments where I've sinned myself in different areas of my life, not just one, like many, you know. Because yeah. being honest, we all struggle. We all have moments, whether it be, like, sometimes we sin unknowingly. We mm -hmm. sing because the thing with sin, in the moment, it feels so good that you don't even, like, think about it mm -hmm. like or you you're in the moment and you don't even realize that you're sinning until after and then there's shame and then there's guilt and then there's like oh my goodness i failed god i'm sorry yeah. but see overcoming temptation overcoming sin is possible with the help of god with the help of him but the thing is we have to take our time to really seek out god yeah. because if we see if we put our time into our friends, if we put our time into things that are not godly, I mean, we're going to start acting like them, right? Mm -hmm. We mentioned that earlier, but the same thing happens when we come to the feet of Jesus. When we start reading our Bible, when we start praying, when we start surrounding ourselves with the community that encourages, a community that lifts us up, a community that prays for us, but also calls us out on our wrongdoings, when we surround ourselves with that, we start becoming more like Jesus and we start becoming more uh, like his character. We start becoming more and we start doing things that glorify him. So, that's the beautiful thing, that when we come to the feet of Jesus, we are able to not only overcome temptation, but we are able to become more like Him. Yeah. He is a perfect example. He, I mean, He didn't fail. He doesn't fail, and He will never fail. That is who He is, yeah. you know, God. And He's so amazing. Um, I want to bring up that on Friday, uh, for those of you in Metanoia that come on Friday nights at 730 you know, we had an amazing sister, Sister yeah, Shirley, yeah. Uh, that brought an awesome word where she was talking about the names of God. Um, and I know that, you know, we're talking about sin and stuff, but I think when we are able to recognize who God is in our life, we are able to overcome sin. Because if God, if you only know God because of what other people say about him, then you truly don't know God. But when you know him at a personal level, 
when he's not just only somebody else's strength, but when he's your strength, when he's not only somebody else's provider, but when he's your provider, when it's personal to you, you understand the power of the cross and you understand the power of the sacrifice. You understand that it's it's more worth it to struggle, but to know that we can overcome it with Jesus than to just have it easy and be in this world. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, a lot of us, I think at one point, honestly, like it's easier to not even think about it. It's easier to just live a life not serving God because it's full of pleasure. It's full of, you know, satisfaction. I mean, think about it. Who wouldn't want to be like partying on a Friday night, right? Who wouldn't want to be drunk? Who wouldn't want to be like with all the money or like in this world, the form of satisfaction is so much different than the satisfaction that God offers you. But the moment we understand that his satisfaction is better and his satisfaction is the only thing that is actually going to satisfy us completely and um, fill our spirit up to the point where nothing else is going to, like, we're not going to need anything else because with God, we have everything, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know if you guys have anything else to share about overcoming yeah. temptation. Well, there's actually b- biblical advice that I found mm-hmm. uh, to overcome sin. And, it's, and if you look in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 25, and it says, uh, verse 16, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensualization, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, uh, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and Things like these, I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also Keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And when I read this, I was like, what, is, what does it mean by when you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of when you, like, let's say the law was created for those who disobey. So if you're under the Spirit, you know, you're always going to be obeying everything. When you when you live by the Spirit, when you... Uh, are walking by the spirit your natural way of living is not going to go against any law because they were put there for a reason and so like let's say the right now driving if you're under i guess you could say if you're a good driver of course you're going to drive under the speed limit because you know consciously that's the right speed and that that's the most safest right and so that's the same thing with god you're not going to go uh like what we're talking about, surrounding yourself with a crowd that's going to tempt you to do certain things. You're not going to continue going, you know, with a girl or for a girl, with a boy, you know, knowing what's going to go, what's going to wait for you down that road. Um, and so having the spirit within you, he's going to let you know, like, hey, what you're doing is wrong. Like, get out of there right away. Like, mm-hmm. we're, well, like uh, Pastor was mentioning um, the story of Joseph, uh, that the... I think it was the the wife of the pharaoh tried tempting him and she got nude in front of she got naked in front of him and he knew right away the spirit let him know like hey don't let this go any further because if you do you're gonna it's gonna be bad right so he fled right away and he wanted to be respectful of the pharaoh because he was in good terms with the pharaoh and if he would have done anything wrong with the pharaoh's wife then you know it would have gone worse for joseph and I just feel like that's how it is for each and every single one of us. Like the enemy's always gonna send uh, temptation, and he knows our weakness. He he knows what we struggle with the most, and um, and that's what like we could say we hate about him because he knows us just as God does as well. But if for us, we have the blessing of knowing God and having God right there. It's just up to us whether we want to overcome that sin or not. Because sometimes, like Gabby was saying, sin is desirable. It, it feels comforting. It feels like 
once you have it, like, you know, it's something to be proud of. But like the enemy's a liar. Once you commit that sin, you were going to immediately feel guilt. You're going to immediately feel filthy. You're going to feel like you're mm -hmm. not worthy of God. And so that's what you got to keep in mind. If I sin, I already know what I'm going to feel. So why go through that? And the consequences that, you know, are going to be brought up because of that. You yeah. know, I like that you're bringing um, up being led by the spirit because a lot of what this world promotes is follow your heart. Yeah. I know that as a girl, you know, particularly like I know guys see it, too, but I am um, the type of person that will write and I got I get a lot of journals like I've been gifted particularly to a lot of journals and a lot of the ones that I've been gifted are like follow your dreams and for a while I didn't think much of it but I remember one day praying and God put it like so strong in my heart and in my mind like don't follow your heart and I was like huh <laughs> but I thought about it and I was like yeah don't follow your heart your heart is deceiving the Bible speaks of it, you know, and that's why it's so important for us as children of God, as believers, as people who want to have a good relationship with him to truly be spirit led for us to know right from wrong, for us to, you know, be willing to do the things of God and to, you know, if it entails losing friends, if it entails, you know, not hanging out with certain people anymore or you know, being looked at a certain way, but hey, it's better for us to be liked by God and that and like and be hated by people than be hated by God and be loved by people. Yeah. You know, so it's so important to truly be spirit led and for us to pick up our cross every single day. I want to read a verse in Luke nine twenty three, and it says like this: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So what does that mean? Anyone who wants to follow Jesus, we have to deny ourselves. We have to deny our flesh. We have to resist temptation as hard as it might be, you guys. But if we truly want to follow God, we have to do things that glorify him, not things that make his heart sad, not things that, you know, are going to make us like feel farther from God because you see when we are glorifying God and we are living a life that honors him we're gonna have a stronger connection with God and we're gonna be able to hear the voice of God we're gonna be able to feel his spirit and have all these moments but the moment that you start sinning you start slowly and slowly like being separated from God or feeling separated from God because that's what sin does. It, it makes us feel guilty. It makes us feel shame. It makes us feel like we're not worthy of God's love. And that's what the enemy tries to use. The, like he makes you sin. And the moment that you sin, he points you out. He tells you, you know what? God's not going to love you like that. God's not going to use you like that. God's not like God's not proud of you. God doesn't want you. But we have to realize that you know, even, okay, maybe we do fall into temptation. Maybe we do sin. Maybe we do fail God. But God is right there to pick us up. God is right there to be our strength and to show us the right way, to show us how to deny our flesh, to show us, you know, how to live a righteous life, mm -hmm. you know, a life worthy of honoring God. And the beautiful thing is that when we start doing that, we see... I think our atmosphere change mm -hmm. because we no longer are like we're not we're no longer okay with certain things you know if we maybe we used to gossip now when someone gossips we'll be like okay you know what I don't want to be a participant in this I don't want to like I'm not okay with this I know the bible speaks of like not gossiping so you know what I'm gonna put myself or I'm not gonna be friends with these people anymore mm -hmm. or I'm gonna pray for them or I'm going to be the difference in these people's lives. Because it's so easy to just say, um, instead of wanting to overcome temptation, it's easy to just be with the crowd and do it like alongside the other people, whatever they're doing, whether it be gossiping or, you know, saying um, the bad words and stuff like that. It can be so easy to just go with the crowd. But we were made to be different. We were made to be the salt and the light of the world um so let's do that yeah. let's truly i think let's be honest about sin let's not you know it's a very taboo topic i think a lot of people don't like speaking on him because it's like oh what are they gonna think if they hear that i sin but 
we all sin. We all struggle. We The Bible says perfect. we've all fall. Yeah, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. So like you said, we're not perfect. Yeah. We're all going to fail. So, I know. Go for it. Something that, uh, so I think I still have it on my Instagram. That's like when I first uh, made my Instagram account. Um, I remember I was scrolling through and I was, uh, I was, it was like more, <clears throat> I was on my uh, explore page. Mm-hmm. And I was just going through it, and then I saw a post that really caught my eye. I said, God never said, follow Christians. Mm-hmm. He said, follow me, follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, as Christians, we, we're going to fail. Like, the, there's no doubt about it that we're going to fail. God never made us perfect. God never made it, told us, like, oh, you're, like, he never made us. Like, oh, you're going you're gonna to do this, and you're not going to fall. No, like, he, he knew we were going to fall. He knew we were going to fail. And that should not be our excuse because mm-hmm. I have heard so many Christians be like, well, you know what? I'm going to fail God anyways. I'm a sin. Might as well do it. Like, mm-hmm. might as well, like, not even try. But Mm-mm. no, no, no. That is, that should, that's not a good excuse. There shouldn't even be an excuse in the first place, okay? Yeah. Um, following God is the best thing that you can do. And the awesome thing about God is that he's so selfless that when we follow God, we're the one that are going to be benefited. We are the ones that are going to be receiving the blessings. We are the ones that are going to see his like his blessings over our life. So he does it for our well-being. Like how awesome is that? That God, like the moment that we follow him, the moment that we seek him, the moment that we truly sacrifice our flesh to glorify him and his plans and his word and what he has to say, he uses it for our good. Uh, something that you said that said uh, you said that God is so selfless. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke fifteen it says that He left the ninety nine for the one, mm-hmm. and that's something like you really think about it. Like He really left everything just to go find you. Mm-hmm. You know He died on that cross for you. You know He doesn't look at your shame. He doesn't look at your sins. He looks He looks at your heart. And so yeah, you messed up, but I still love you. you yeah. know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame you for it. Yeah, and I wanna bring up a point because um I know that you said go like if your family or whatever, like they have a party and like they're drinking, like you should go mm-hmm. and stuff. But this is just a like a, a thought or a, something to think about because I saw a video on it, and I, pre- I don't know if you guys' moms or, like, dads have showed you this video, but I've seen it all over Facebook. Mm. And it's basically of a young lady who wants to go to a party. And she's wearing, a like, a white, beautiful dress. Like, gorgeous, just white dress, right? Mm-hmm. What does white represent? Purity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's talking to her dad, and she's invited to a party. And her dad says, no, you can't go, you know, it's not okay. Like, I don't, I don't think you should go, you should go. It's not going to benefit your life. But the young lady being a teenager, she was rebellious. She was like, no, I want to go, dad. I want to go. So the dad gives in and he's like, okay, put on your dress. Um, I'll drop you off at the party, but we just need to make one stop. Okay. And then after we'll, I'll take you to the party. The young girl is so excited. She's like, okay, finally, like, my dad's going to take me to a party. Uh, So she's wearing her white dress, and I believe they, like, go to a ranch because her dad owns a ranch and stuff. Um, So they go, and he's like, you need to come help me. You need to come help me feed, like, the horses and all of this stuff. And she's like, no, like, uh, do you not see I'm wearing a white dress? I'm going to get dirty. And he's like, but you're only going to see, like, you're only going to be there. Like, you're not, you're not going to, like, help me, like, completely. Like, you're just going to stand there um, in case I need anything. And he's like, you're just going to come. You're just going to assist. That's all you're going to do. So that's what she had said about the party. She's mm-hmm. like, I just want to go. I don't want to. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to, um, you know, dance. I'm, I just want to go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to realize and we need to understand as Christians that truly our atmosphere who we surround ourselves with is so important and the place that we are in is so essential for our spi- our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. If you are surrounded in a community of people that are praying, you're going to pray or you're going to be encouraged to pray because there's people around you doing that. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a position where people are drinking, if you're in a position where people are talking about sex, if you're in a position where people are 
um, cussing, if you're in a position where people are like over here uh, doing drugs or looking at pornography or all of these things, you're going to be so much more tempted to do that because of the like of the position you're in because of the people you're hanging out around in and that's why one of the biggest things about sin and overcoming sin don't put yourself in a position where you're gonna sin because you're gonna sin like it those are the consequences of sin of like being um around the negative crowd i know that um you know whether it be family whether it be friends you want to go and you want to make them feel like Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like they're loved and they're supported, but the biggest thing you could do for them is pray for them and tell them that that's wrong. If you see them drinking, Hey, you shouldn't drink. Don't encourage them and give them a drink. Mm. Like, think about it. It might seem silly and it might be like, Oh, you know what? I'm just doing them a favor. I'm just taking them a drink, but that should not be our response. We've gotten so comfortable. We've gotten so okay with sin we've normalized sin so much that it's scary to hear as a christian like i hear so many christians saying you know what it's saturday night i'm gonna party i'm gonna like do this and it's okay tomorrow i can repent but who told you that tomorrow was promised tomorrow is not promised so why are we living our lives like we got life just like bought already like we got life already just given for free when we realize that life is so precious life was bought like our life was bought with the biggest sacrifice and like the least we could do is live a life that honors god live a life that glorious that glorifies god think about it sacrificing our flesh for eternity why are we gonna sin and continue to sin because think about it what we do in this life is gonna matter to where we spend our eternity like that's so important and that is so essential. I remember JC was preaching one time, and we've talked about it before, where he bought he brought like a very large string, and it was a very small portion that was our life here on earth, and the rest was our eternity. And every time I like hear or think about that preaching, the only thing that comes to mind is sin, because sin, like don't let sin be the one thing that separates you from God's promises over your life. Yeah. Don't let sin be the one thing that stops you from like receiving a blessing i love that um on sunday our church we sang the blessing in spanish like our ministry um they sang the blessing if you guys haven't heard it it's a great song but i love that they sing it because the like our blessings what we do today is not only for ourselves our blessings are for our children the children of our children, their children, like for generation, for millions and generations to come, for a thousand generations. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. And like the same thing, like when we sin and stuff, we don't realize that all of that is like evil spirits. All of that is curses that we're putting onto our kids, that we're putting onto like, you know, our next generations. Yeah, and basically, since you're talking about songs, there's another song that talks about sin. It's uh, I'm no longer a slave to sin. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that song, like, you know, it talks about not being a slave. And like Gabby was saying, uh, a sin could be, you know, from generations to generations, but also blessings could be from generations gener- to generations. Yeah. And so here with God, he's breaking us from being slaves to sin because I know before Christ, uh, my family, I guess you could say, was a slave to sin because, you know, they're alcoholics. They have anger issues. They have jealousy. They have envy and all these other things. But once Christ came into our lives, that's where the chain was broken. It's like we could sing out, you know, we are no longer slaves to sin because we are a child of God. And so I just think that's a powerful song. And if you haven't listened to it, I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy it. So, Amen. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. And it does. It talks about not being a slave to sin and I remember um, one time I was listening to a devotional and one of the things they said was that sometimes God has already freed us from sin, yet we choose to still pick up those chains every day. Mm -hmm. And that's powerful because God has freed us. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, if whether it be you're listening today on a Tuesday night at 8, 19 p.m., you know, Mm -hmm. or you're listening throughout the week, maybe you weren't able to tune in live, but... God has freed you from sin. 
and he has a purpose over your life don't let sin be the reason that you miss those blessings that you miss those promises that are not only for you but that are for your family whether you know your uh wife your husband and your significant other isn't um hasn't come to god yet you know let yourself and your life be the reason they come to god um pray for them maybe you're in my situation maybe you're the young person and one of your parents doesn't come to church you know let your life be the example that brings them to god um and see breaking chains is hard especially when it's something that has been happening from generation to generation or when it's something that has been so normalized that people just say it's a part of culture it's a part of like us you know we can't change it but no god has redeemed us already and we are no longer slaves to sin we have been made free god has already broken every single chain in our life every chain of captivity every chain of you know like luis was saying alcoholism and all of that god has already redeemed us and it is with his strength that we are going to be able to overcome and to you know bring blessings instead of curses into the next generations Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful it's beautiful that God gives gives us the strength and God gives us the ability to be able to do that, yeah. to be able to change that from curses to blessing. Um, because out of our mouth, we can either bless or we can curse. Mm-hmm. Our words really do have power and what we say really does matter. Um, so think about it every time, you know, you're being tempted to do something, the consequences of that, Yeah. you know, because they could be really good or it could be really, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So sin is sin is something very delicate. Don't take it lightly. Yeah. It's, it's it's important. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to share a story. <clears throat> it's about sinning and like decisions. So uh, mm-hmm. so when we had our collide event, um, uh, Pastor Mendez he came and he shared a story with us about a young girl who uh, decided to go to a party. Her parents had said she couldn't go. Um, I thought you were gonna tell that story, but no. <laughs> Uh, well, she escaped there. Yeah, she uh, she was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go. She ended up going to that party. Um, unfortunately, she when she got to that party, you know, somebody spiked her drink. And she, you know, she uh, she lost conscious. Last thing she knew, she was on the couch. And uh, somebody took her home and, uh, and you know, proceeded to, to rape her. And uh, after that, she was sold into prostitution. You know, um, and they drugged her, and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately for that young girl, she, uh, for after being raped or um, or in pro- being sold into prostitution, she, she was uh, diagnosed with HIV or AIDS. I'm not sure which one it was. Yeah, it's like multiple. Yeah, well, well multiple. Um, she, he knows. What's yeah, yeah. Uh, a certain uh, sexual transmitted disease. Yeah, and um. She ended up, uh, she, and while being while that while that was going on, she was pregnant. Yeah. You know, uh, she was able to uh, she was able to conceive her child, and unfortunately, she she passed away a couple of months. The point I'm trying to get across is that um, when you sin, there's actions to that. I'm not saying that God, like you know, punishes you. There's consequences there's, to yeah, everything. There's consequences that. Uh, God lets happen to you so stuff that God lets lets it happen to you so you could learn learn through it the thing is that you know uh, a lot of people like to blame God for things that happen but mm-hmm. as humans we need to realize that we need to like be honest a lot of the stuff that we go through is not because of God mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that we go through we put it on ourselves and it's the consequences of everything that we do the consequences of us not putting our part as humans because God is there so willingly stretching out his hand to help us. But sometimes we're so selfish that we don't take it. We're mm-hmm. like, you know what, God, no, I could do this on my own. You know what, God, I don't need your help. You know what, God? And then when something goes wrong, we come to the feet of Jesus and we're like, I'm sorry, I failed you. And God's like, I told you so, right? Like, I don't want to be mean, but I told you so. So why not trust and follow the one who already has a plan set before us? Why not follow the one who wants the best for us? Because can you imagine our parents want the best for us, right? And they're like, they can only love like 
physically like human like you know not compared to god's love imagine how much more so that god that his love is so infinite how much more does he love us how much more does plans does he have for us and how much more is he so willing to help us overcome sin you see because here i mean we have awesome leaders we have awesome friends and stuff that if you have a good friend a good friend will tell you and will help you um you know not only read the word of god pray for you but they will also tell you when you're doing something wrong and when you're sinning why because a good person will edify you and will not to hinder you they won't tell you in a way to judge you they'll tell you hey you're better than that you know the word of god do better Mm -hmm. see because that's what god does he he reminds us of who we are because when we understand that our identity is in him we are able to let him be the only thing that satisfies us and not sin and not everything around us not temptation not drugs not alcohol not sex not pornography not anything but god he is the only one that will satisfy us so we hope you guys enjoyed this conversation on overcoming sin overcoming temptation we wanted to uh, share it because we know it's something that we all struggle with and that yeah. we shouldn't be ashamed of if you've sinned. I, it's not something you should be ashamed of, but it's something that is a learning process and that tonight we were able to give some strategies on overcoming sin and, you know, getting right with God because mm-hmm. the moment that we come closer to God, He shows us and He gives us the strategies on overcoming sin so thank you so much for tuning in we want to go ahead and remind you guys that we have our instagram at let's be real tsec make sure you guys follow us on there we post a bunch of stuff on there um also uh we are on apple Podcasts. we're on youtube we're on spotify if you are not able to listen fully you know live at 7 30 do not worry we post it on there so you can listen to it at any time you know it could be two in the morning it could be 5 p.m and you're doing laundry anytime any day you are more than free to listen or if you really like an episode and you want to listen to it again hey that's okay too you can listen to it at any time any day 24 7 um and also i want to invite you guys if you're a young person or parent if you have a young person and you guys live around the area we have metanoia youth here and you know we are so uh happy and so excited and just so willing to uh, have you here be a part of our family um an awesome family to encourage you because see surrounding yourself with community is a part of learning how to overcome sin Mm -hmm. because when you surround yourself with a good community it will allow you to start becoming more like Christ. So if you're looking for a community and you don't have a place to call home, you are more than welcome to come to Templo Santo Community Church. We are located in 201 East 18th Street, Antioch, California. So make sure you come here. Um, If you are a parent, come on Sundays. You know, we have our two amazing services at 10 and 1130. Um, and on Wednesdays. Yeah, and, and, on, yeah, and on Wednesdays at 7.30. Do not be limited if you only speak English or, like, Spanish. Like, Templo Santo is the place for you. We uh, translate our services, so do not worry. That will not be a problem. Um, invite your friends. Invite family. If they don't have a place to call home, Templo Santo has its arms wide open for you. So we love you guys. Thank you much. Um, thank you so much for supporting <laughs> um we truly appreciate all of you guys' support make sure you tune in next week um at 7 30 as well i don't know if the guys want to say bye i feel like i'm talking a lot right yeah, that's all you today <laughs> <laughs> uh no yeah like i mean i always say all the time like you guys should be doing anything else but you said you guys decided to tune in today um you guys decided to watch our video on youtube or wherever you're listening through us but we love you you know thank you for your support and thank you <laughs> truly we are so grateful Um, And I love that we are able to have this platform to talk to you guys. And we really want to make the best of our Instagram account. We want to make the best of our YouTube channel because um, it just opens it up for conversation. Mm -hmm. And if there's a topic um, that you want, you know, to be spoken about or if you have a question, feel free to reach out to us. Or if you guys want to join us on a Tuesday. Oh, 100 percent. If you want to be a guest, say less. Okay, (laughs) say less. 
just DM us on Instagram and we would be more than happy to yeah. invite you on a Tuesday so you can, hey, see the little space that, you know, is not so big, but it's so, so special and that we, every time we get here on Tuesday, we do it out of so much love and so much excitement um, and it just motivates us to keep on going because we know God has so much more and yep. you can be a part of this. <coughs> you are a part of this. If you're tuning in, you are a part of the Let's Be Real family. So if you're part of our vision, if you want to come, let us know. We'll be more than glad to bring mm -hmm. you here. Mm -hmm. um, but like we said, thank you very much for tuning in. This has been Let's Be Real here in Radenovacion.com. Your radio, your blessing. I am Gabriela. I am Caesar, And I am Luis. God bless you guys and have a great Tuesday night.